Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your neighborhood pharmacy. Hi, I've got a prescription for diabetes test strips. How much is the copay? Well, it depends on your type of commercial insurance and factoring in your yearly spend, subtracting the deductibles, also depending on your monthly Ugh, allowance. Why can't there be a better option? Or you could try Contour Next test strips. A 35 counts only $19.99 over the counter and proven to be highly accurate. Go to contournext.com slash radio to see if over-the-counter strips are a more affordable option for you. Hmm, I think I'll try Contour Next. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. I want to take a couple of sets. I saw at his house. All right, we are back in on the air. Sorry for the technical glitch. I have no idea what the hell happened. My computer just bugged right the hell out. He didn't pay we... the bill. He didn't <laughs> pay the bill. Or when we left y'all, we was talking about street dates Standing and stuff that Target ain't doing right and Walmart ain't doing right. Okay, you guys had it going, and and I'm not gonna get in your way. What? I just it's want too late a now. The moment sting, Okay. <laughs> I want a goddamn sting. You have a sting. Everybody's got a sting, but all I can find is that god awful ugly Nala Rose figure. And Dax Harwood. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing them. I want to see a damn sting or another damn set of Young Bucks figures because we need more of those. And they've only had like two. There's three or four different types. Plus, there's two more coming out. I bet you if you go count them, there's only been like two, three, four. Uh, well, they're still not as bad as Jericho. Well, yeah, there's a shit ton of Jericho. <laughs> there's like 12 Jerichos. <laughs> oh, by the way, pay attention to GameStop. GameStop has an exclusive one of 3,500, 5,000 that apparently is just like flowing through GameStops. Now, is this a Jericho I haven't seen or it. is this a Brody? Yeah, or which this one is, is this? No, this is the Jericho that they just did the that one they just did hmm. the exclusive for FanFest. Okay. Apparently there I mean there are like some GameStops are getting five or six of these things. So but it's the same they're... people getting this shit all the time and it's annoying. Oh it you just gotta nice. look, man. Gotta look. But, you know, like, I think we're finding the reason that AEW has been able to crank out so many figs so fast is they just kept re-releasing the same shit. Mm-hmm. Just painting it different. <laughs> oh, hey, we're going to give out another Nick Jackson, but this time he's going to lean to the right. And Matt's going to lean to the left. <laughs> oh, we're going to take we're going to take Kenny Omega's body and we're going to put 
Chris Jericho's head on him because he's lost some weight. Um, Mox, we're going to put him in a vest and take him out of the jacket. But we're going to keep the jacket and we're going to use the Chris Jericho jacket on Mox. (laughs) But you know the WWE is stooped to that too. Oh, easily. Repetitively. Repeatedly. I mean, because the problem with the WWE is they got rid of so many people they had to swap them out for crap they already did. Well, the problem is they got rid of so many people that those people, that's the reason, that's the problem with the way the machine is because there's so many hands involved that, you know, they fire people. Well, then, damn, Mattel's sitting there going, crap. You know, they've already done six months of proofs, and here we go. Now they got to let them go. Or let's bring out a figure that's no longer relevant. Way to go, Braun Breaker. Hold the belt upside down. This is your moment. You screwed it up. Anyway, um, but for those pet playing at home, Braun Breaker is the new NXT champion. Um, sorry to ruin it for you if you're not paying attention. Couldn't have did it at Stand and Deliver. No, no, no. We got to do it at the Raw After Mania. Yeah. He is now Good. the Sasha Banks of NXT. <laughs> <laughs> You lose it on a pay-per-view. <laughs> but they just wanted to see a Braun Breaker bring in viewers. But I think, honestly, the biggest problem with the WWE and the figures is the fact that they have such a big company as Mattel involved. What AEW's got going for them is they've got a smaller company in Jazzwares, you know, that are is able to focus more on the figure line and turn things out more because it's not such a corporate issue. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, in Mattel, it's got to go up the Mattel ladder, then it's got to go over the WWE, then it's got to go up the WWE ladder, and then it's got to come back, and then it's got to, they've got to make the changes, and then hence the reason Chelsea Green's been released, and now there's figures for her. <laughs> First time in the line, they should put change the packaging the first and last time in the line. Well, we don't have to worry about seeing them on the shelves because Matt Cardona bought them all. Right. <laughs> I've got it's 12 cases of Chelsea figures. <laughs> I know. When I saw that at his house, I said, I just hope you all don't break up because that would be awkward. <laughs> Matt, dude, why do you have 48 of these figures? Well, she used to be my sugar boot. <laughs> the things you do for love. Yeah. So there's new, um, let's see here. There's new retro figures coming out for WWE. Nobody cares. What? How could you not care? These Those figures look awesome. The Gene Okerlund? Come on, that was cool. <clears throat> I was kidding. Calm down. I'm still waiting to find my superstars. Now there's a Ric Flair floating out there. I've seen pictures. I well, he's he's locally. set one, yeah. I think, and that's supposed to be a cloth mm-hmm. robe, by the way. Mm-hmm. I like the fact. I wish I had. Well, if it's the same ring and you can buy like the set, I might go ahead and do that because I'd like to have that retro ring skirt, ropes, and entrance for WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. For like the nineties, not that big. Raw is war one. But. No, you're talking about the new generation one. I think that's yeah. what they call it. Yeah. 
the WWF superstars. This was, there's a Bray Wyatt where he's like the Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's series one, I think. That one looks cool. And then I think the next one has like Nash, uh, Nash, Michaels. I forget who the other two are. Piper, maybe. So where's Bray going to show up? That's an interesting question. I really don't know. There's last I read, he was filming, filming a movie. I think, but I really don't know. I mean, he he, there was no uh, conversation as to whether or not he was going to get signed with Impact. That was where a lot of people thought he was going to go, but as soon as that rumor started, it was pretty much buried by saying, "Yeah, there's no interest." I'm sure there's interest, but they probably don't have the money for him. I'm sure he doesn't have a small price tag. But, I mean, like, so if you structure your contract in certain ways, Mm -hmm. the money that, like, uh, Impact could pay him, may, it may not really matter, right? So, I mean, a lot of the AEW contracts are written with the ability to go other places. But you have to be available to the to AEW first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why Mox goes to G, uh, GXW, right? GCW, GX, whatever, GCW, right? And then it... Hello, man. Hello. You, you asked me about oh. G, GCW, you said. Yeah, yeah, isn't that it? GCW? Yeah, Game Changer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but that's why Mox can go there. That's why he can go to New Japan. You know, his contract is written so that he can go other places. And other places are probably paying him a pretty penny, too. So if Ray structured a deal kind of like that, he may be okay with what impact could pay him. That's kind of like NFL players. I'm learning, you know, like one team will pay him something. Well, then if they get rid of him, then other teams are now on the hook for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so they all have to share the wealth. And here we go. Where was MVP last night? No idea. I mean, he's out here interviewing. Oh, look, Bobby Lashley. So this is probably where MVP turns on uh, Lashley, by the way. Why? What would be the point? Does he go Omos? Uh, Well, either that or there's somebody that's going to get the call up. I I just was hoping that's the last we ever saw of Osmos. (laughs) Osmosis. (laughs) I saw you coming. (laughs) <laughs> he saw his own career dying to see that suplex omos took at mania Jeez. please just don't do it again man it's like kali watching him walk well you saw the fact that bobby lashley had already fallen to the mat and was di- down before he had actually finished falling mm-hmm. <laughs> Os- osmos was like already like still coming off the ground as bobby lashley's like i'm done 
Yeah, that was one of those, uh, hey, we need another match. Uh, let's do Omos and Lashley. Yeah, that's a good idea. No, it's Well, that's not. the problem. You didn't need another match. <laughs> like, they, let's put a pointless match on and let's forget two titles. Yeah, but, I mean, so they're just trying to, you know, money grub as best as they can. Knoxville, in my opinion, Knoxville and Zane went too long. Um, I actually like that. That's funny. That was a fun match. Well, the match was funny, but, I mean, McAfee and Austin Theory went entirely too long. Um, I liked that match all the way up until we got Vince doing his thing. I thought the fact that you, you you have Austin Theory lose to Matt McAfee, and then how can you build Austin Theory from this point? You built him to be Vince's boy, and he loses to the guy who's not even a wrestler. Yeah, but something tells me <clears throat> that Austin Theory was handpicked in this role to then be able to give Vince a WrestleMania moment. That that all this talk about him being a future champion and all that mm-hmm. is all BS. Huh. And he, <laughs> this was simply to get Vince into that ring. Oh, I'm in complete line to agree with you there. Well, what they should do is what they should have had done is him calling him and saying he's a future champion, he's a future champion. Drew McIntyre should come out and be like, dude, Ben said the same shit about me and then fired me. <laughs> right? I was the chosen one. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, look at the way McAfee sold for Vince. I mean, I've never seen a better sale job in my life. No, McAfee is talented. I, I like him. Mm, I'm not going to say he's talented. And I'm not gonna say, but I like he him. sold like nobody's business. I liked when he got stunned, and then he was still laying on the ground, ringside, still drinking the beer. Yeah, that was he's like uh, just doing that that four thirty in the morning. I'm still drunk, but whatever. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I did enjoy that. Other than the. Austin stunning Vince because he didn't take it. <laughs> he oh. didn't take it all that well at all. So. Well, Osmos, Osmos just lost his jacket. Oh, there you go. Y'all wrote that. Yep, here we go. Hit him with the cane. Hit him with the cane. I'm a, I'm a few seconds behind you, but that's probably what's going to happen here. Well, Osmos threw his jacket into the first row by mistake. Uh. All right, boys, what else did you watch over the weekend besides WrestleMania wrestling-wise? Nothing? I think I think that from this weekend, we got a lot of really, really good wrestling. It just had to know where to find it. I mean, Ring of Honor on Friday may have given us one of the best tag matches, uh, period, like in history type thing. Um, if you get an opportunity, search it out through whatever means you can, because FTR and, and, uh, the Briscoes, all the hype, all the commentary, all the conversation and rumors, I I didn't expect it to be a bad match, but I had no idea it was going to be as good as it was. I was really blown away. 
So, like, for... This is one of the only times that I think I've ever anticipated something for so long. And it actually, like, was more than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Because this thing's been building since, what, November? December or something? Yeah, somewhere in that. <clears throat> and you never, you didn't even know if it was going to take place. Mm-hmm. Is the crazy part. I mean, they were just a Twitter beef or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were always like, well, are they coming to AEW, the Briscoes? Right. You know? And then even when Tony buys Ring of Honor, you know, you can only hope we're finally going to get it. But you don't hear nothing until, you know, what, a week ago, week and a half ago? F that. It's uh, it's interesting. The the Briscoes have been talked about for you know ever since they started as one of the best tag teams. Period. Um, I think it was Jay Briscoe had gone on Twitter some years ago, back in like 2011 ish, had made a comment that came off as a bit homophobic. People, you know, of course, complained. Rightfully so. It wasn't really a good thing to put out there, and it came back to bite him in the ass. But, of course, he does take the time to do the right thing. He doesn't just delete it or anything like that. He apologizes. He recognizes it was wrong. He owns up to it in a way that I think a lot of people would agree was was good. Um, And he made good strides going forward, and a lot of people recognized that as, okay, he did the right thing. But there was a higher-up in Warner Media. Um, no, a higher up in TBS who had been aware of it, was not happy with it, and basically made it clear that they didn't want them on their programming. The flip side of that is two weeks before Supercard of Honor, we get the official announcement that, hey, we're going to get FTR versus the Briscoes. Um, I don't know how much longer that the Briscoes have at the level that they're at. But, you know, if anything, if we can see that somebody can, oh. yeah, get go through it, get kind of, I guess, quote-unquote canceled, and then come back from it, and he definitely did. And he's he's said multiple times, yeah, it was dumb, I should have never did it. And he's been public about it. He hasn't hidden from it. I mean, what the hell? Why not? Give it an opportunity. But... Who knows? Maybe Ring of Honor gets their own TV deal or gets their own streaming deal outside of Honor Club. Well, so the, so to me, there's two um, from a business standpoint about the Briscoes that I now have to look at. One is if Tony, what Tony said is true, that as soon as it announced, ticket uh, at the arena almost doubled. Mm-hmm. And apparently the buy rates went up mm-hmm. for the pay-per-view. So from a business standpoint, I want to look at that. Yeah. Because if I, if I mean, to me, that's a clear indication of, uh, you know, can I make money if as TBS or TNT or whatever? Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and I, I, I'm, almost, I'm pretty sure it was higher up in Warner because Warner ultimately controls TBS and TNT. Right. So I'm pretty sure it was high up in Warner. It was in Warner and not the, the actual channels because you would have been able to end around, you know, <laughs> TBS or TNT. But um, the other thing is, too, is if he's truly, like, sorry for what happened. Everybody makes mistakes. I've said it mm-hmm. before. You know, it, you know, you got to give people a chance to pick themselves up. Yeah. That's one of the things that I'm hoping that we see from this is, you know, Tony Khan states, just, just like you pointed out, you know, we had a, maybe a hundred, 150 tickets sold before FDR versus the mm-hmm. uh, Briscoes were announced. And I believe he, did he say it was a 2000 people? Yeah. I mean, it, so it's not a big, huge arena. I don't think they sold the arena out, right. but I think they got into Ford, four digit numbers or something. So, I mean, that in and of itself, that's a big <clears throat> success move. I mean, hey, you put these these four guys on the card and boom, you've got money. That's good. Um, from an overall standpoint of the match, I mean, let's just let's break it down. They started off and they built this match really nicely. You know, it's had a, a slow pace at first. Got the whole feel out process. I like how FTR is just quietly moving towards the babyface role. They're not like openly let's slap hands with fans, but they're getting there and they're accepting the fact, hey, look, we are hardworking. We are the best tag team out there. Fans know it. You know it. I know it. That's what they're doing. The Briscoes, they're the Ring of Honor mainstay. So it, it was just like it was a common bond there that these guys had never performed in the ring together ever before. And the chemistry right. Supposedly was they'd the never, yeah, never like talked to each other or nothing. They just happened to get a Twitter beef mm-hmm. and it, it grew into this. Now I will say that I did watch, I mean, I, I ordered the pay-per-view specifically for this match. Yeah. Right. This is, I, I mean, this is a, the dream tag team match that I didn't even know I wanted until they mm-hmm. started this. But when FTR came out, they were high fiving people. Mm-hmm. They were slapping hands and fist pounding. I think that's and... the first time I've seen them do that, though. Or maybe yeah, I, yeah. I, maybe I, I missed I it so on too. last week. Hmm. No, I I don't think they've done it yet on um Dynamite or Rampage. Yeah, I mean, it, there, there's one part where Dax even jumps off of the ring apron, goes to a fan in the front row, mm-hmm. and like high fives him because I think the fan was like, "This is wrestling" or something. Somebody screams, "This is wrestling!" And so Dax like hops off and goes and like literally goes right for this guy and high fives him. So they were very much the face. Team me in this little contest. Mm-hmm. The pace picks the up Brisco- gradually. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say the Briscoes were down the middle. Yeah, and that was that was the cool thing was the the Briscoes really kept moving towards 
they they stayed true to their fan base is really what they did. They didn't sway. FTR comes in, they're kind of the newcomer. It was cool to see how Ring of Honor's fans excuse me, took to them. I have the hiccups all of a sudden. Um but the the pacing of this matchup was was cool because like it was real slow. You get the the lock up and now you're just kind of going through the motions and getting this this situation and the next thing you know you're on the outside and they're going through tables and they're putting that spot that you let me know if I get it wrong. I think it was Jay. They do the, um, the, the, the catapult basically into the bottom of the table. It was really well done. And the way they, the way they sold that and they sold the, the blood on that was nice. That was well done. Yeah. Um, The yeah, because I mean, you really it wasn't really one of those ones where you kind of like the camera pans away for 30 seconds and then it comes back. You know, they didn't really pan away, but for, you know, like a hot second. And when he comes back, he's he was cut. So I imagine he got it up under the table and, you know, quickly did it. Yeah, they they were they they timed it well. The the matchup, of course, picks up even further from there. Then you got uh, Dax, who just got the holy shit knocked out of him. Um, I mean, I thought at one point, I thought they were truly going to stop the match. Like the doctors are out there, and, and I mean, hey, that's just selling tickets right there. Right All there. of us are like, damn, <laughs> he's really he's really messed up. They get through the end of the match, and hey, Ring of Honor always manages to do these these. Uh, run in so nicely the young bucks come out hit the super kick on the briscoes um and the bte trigger but they don't quite get a chance to hit the uh the the melter driver as um ftr makes the save let me say that again ftr makes the save against the briscoes it just sounds so foreign to me i'm used to them being bad guys it's like oh okay all right but i mean the matchup itself, it was uh, 20 minutes, maybe 25. Yeah, somewhere in that. Um, yeah. Well, well paced, what about you really didn't suplex? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I thought it was done on that one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where both of them crashed the mat, and it just looked like a damn <laughs> No, no. <laughs> like a I'm car talking like, I'm, Yeah, I'm talking like the one where the in the ring out. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. The the landings on these things, uh, dude. <laughs> you gotta you gotta be able to convince yourself that you're Superman before you go through something like that. Because um, that the the impact, you just this loud thud. He just crashes into the mats, and, and those mats on the outside of the ring. You know, you hear you hear broadcasters all the time talk about it. Uh, those pads are really thin. No, they really are like wrestling mat thin. They're not like thick bouncy beds. And you hear this sickening thud as he hits the ground. Like, Jesus. This, <laughs> he definitely had the wind knocked out of him because you could see it took a good minute and a half for him to really start to, okay, I'm all right. I can move. I can get up. But even then, I liked – you know what I really liked was where um, Cash helps him up, gets him in the ring, still helps him up, just continuously selling the whole point of he can't do this on his own. It just it, it played really well. The story itself it told was great. 
Yeah, it was again. It's it's got to go right up there with one of my favorite tag team matches of all time. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just like every again, everything that went into it, it just kind of drew you in from yeah. the beginning months ago to the match on Friday, and then the after match shenanigans, and <laughs> now you just I just want to see it again. I want to mm-hmm. see part two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. It, 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 it's crazy. It's it's just weird. Like, this is a, a feud that you know you'll probably never see a second part to. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody's able to book it on some other show. Well, all hope might not be lost. We don't know what's going to happen next with Ring of Honor. And if they're not on television and they're only on Honor Club for a while, they might be able to pull it off. Well, all right, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you necessarily need a second match? No, like, you don't need one. Yeah. I mean, this is almost like the perfect story. Right, mm-hmm. this is almost like the perfect wrestling angle from again start to finish. That you may not need anything more than a one-off. Yeah, this might if be one of those situations sense. where it's like just the perfect storm. Everything worked yeah. out well for both teams, and leave it as it is. Let the legacy stand on on the one. Yeah, because FTR was at the at the the media scrum. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it. They were like, it just started. You know, we, we, you know, they were like, nobody called anybody else to be like, hey, let's try and get this set up. They were like, it just started. And then as they were going tit for tat, the fans got involved. The fans wanted to see it. You know, the next thing you know, you know, they're, you know, Tony gets involved and is trying to put it together. And of course, you know, he's getting blocked from Warner or TBS or wherever. Yeah. They didn't know if it was going to happen. And then he was like, they found out the day before it was announced, which, again, has only been like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe two. You know, they found out before everybody else found out that mm-hmm. we're getting this match. And mm-hmm. That's again. It's it's just weird. It's crazy. I'd love to see a part two, but you could probably make a DVD just on this one match alone. You know what I'm saying? And it would be a great DVD. A <laughs> thirty minute, forty minute. You know, put everything together, and it would yeah, be, it hope, would be cool. I hope somebody recorded kind of like the moments leading up to it. And the after effects, you know, for both teams, like documentary mm-hmm. style almost. That would be cool. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love a an hour long whenever AEW gets a streaming service, mm-hmm. you know, the match. You could call it the match and just do an hour long leading up to it, the match, yeah. and then what happens afterwards. Close the book, put it on the shelf. It's like Harry Potter, you know, 
don't necessarily need another one, but they're going to give, you know, they may give you it, but the first one's always going to be the best. Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's take a look here. Uh, news wise of the weekend. Um, coming out of WrestleMania, Roman Reigns, uh, the report right now is that he has a torn bicep. Um, we'll find out here by the close of Raw if that's uh, truly the case. Um, torn sphincter. <laughs> when he does that spear to Brock and Brock locks him in the Kimura, as soon as they landed to lock in the hold, I was like, yeah, that, that shit's all wrong. <laughs> he just looked, it looked messy. He gets up from it, and you see just this weird like knot in his arm. I'm like, that's that's got to hurt. Almost uh, looks like a giant pimple. That match was, was horrible gross. from the beginning. So. It was yeah. bad. It was bad. It was not one of their better outings. They've had better It was a together. typical, let's, all right, I'm going to have, you're going to take, Six uh, six sur- suplexes, but then you're gonna magically pop up and hit me with a Superman punch sixty times. What you the know? Hell? And then <laughs> he just said something about his arm, and then it's like, oh well, you know, oh I'm gonna sell this, sell this. Nope, magically, ha! I speared you, and you're done. I I think. For this one, I just hope that we're we're done with Roman and Brock. Let's just be done with it. It's over. Let's be done with Roman. Let's be done with all of them. It's not going to happen, Roman kids. Come out tonight and go. You know what? I've had a good run. I don't <laughs> give a shit about y'all no more. <laughs> I'm out of here. here. Not I now happen, name kids. my brother or my cousin as the as the champ because they'll never get a chance. <laughs> I'm gonna retire unbeaten and untied. <laughs> you know who? You know who Seth Rollins reminds me of from WrestleMania? Liberace. Huh. Okay. You know. Wow. They're doing their montage of WrestleMania right now on Raw. So statistically, uh, one hour and in thirty minutes. One hour and thirty minutes of. <laughs> Video clips. What the hell was that? Mm. It sounds painful, whatever it is. Yeah, really. One hour, 30 minutes of video packages on WrestleMania Saturday. And did yours have commercials? Yes. Yes, it did. That was very, very annoying. The same four (laughs) commercials? If I see Ugh. that goddamn Snickers commercial with Seamus, one more goddamn time. <laughs> no, no, you oh. said that uh, Ridge has got to be tired of carrying him. <sighs> just beat his ass. Oh, yeah. So speaking of that, is it just me, or does that guy, like, almost as bad as Nia Jax? Yeah, he's 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 bad. He's he's really, really bad. And so it's funny because, like... RK Bros uh-huh. going against... Finn Balor. No, Finn's their partner. Oh, he is? Yeah, six-man tag. Oh, well, I don't know. I can't <laughs> hear it anyway. I'm just watching it. I'm just glad to see the U.S. title and Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah. What, whether they do anything else with it. Oh, wait, no, they didn't because they screwed that up on Mania. But anyway. Um, Edge and AJ Styles was a good match. I felt like it uh, was was pretty well done, actually. And we get now the... 
the budding of a group, a faction for Edge. Damian Priest now at his side. We don't know who else is going to be joining this faction. There's a lot of rumors about it being Tommaso Ciampa. And a hush well, I mean, <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa looked up. Like, he was visibly, you know, emotional at NXT. So, mm-hmm. uh, he and Tony D'Angelo at Stand and Deliver had an okay matchup. I guess I wouldn't say it was bad, but yeah, Tony D is funny, but I, I don't see the the big picture with him just yet. Good old 2.0. So, uh, let's see here. What else did I have down on our... By the awkward silence, neither do we. (laughs) Uh, Supercard introduced a new 24-7 championship mode. Uh, This one was just dropped last week, late last week. Basically... Your first match is using like your top eight, kind of like the last man standing um, deck that you have. So basically your top cards. Shuffles them around. Your first match, you win the title, basically. And then as you move forward, you play PvP, you play uh, Wild. You get to, while you're drawing cards, you get notified that you've got a challenger. You have to go back into the 24-7 mode and defend the title. Each win you get, each win you get, you get a certain amount of prizes, you get super coins, you get picks, and you get some cards. You get the 10 defenses, and you get the the badge, the achievement, that you can uh, post on your profile. And then, of course, your, your prizes continue to grow. But if you lose, you start back over and have to win it back. I played this one. I got a, actually a, a decent amount of Royal Rumble 22 and, and Road to WrestleMania tiered cards. Um, but outside of that, Shut up. it was cool for the Super Coins. Shut up, bragger. Oh, I've got a lot of WrestleMania 22 cards and Road to WrestleMania cards because I'm the same as me. So I, w- I will have to say in Stan's behalf, uh, you just supply yourself, Smokey. <laughs> I haven't played one. it, but yeah. Let's you didn't try it at all? No, not yet. Rob, did you try it at all? Well, I'm a four-time Trump 24-7 champ. I just <laughs> can't keep it, apparently. Well, if, you, if you're logged out of the game for really any period of time, you pull it back up later maybe an hour and a half, two hours later, most likely your title's already been lost. You didn't even really get a chance to defend it. That's the only thing I don't like about it, is that you can lose it when you're not 24-7, 7-11. I-95, north and south. (laughs) I hop 24-7. It's all good, though. Oh, gosh. I do say I like the look of the Royal Rumble cards, the Mm -hmm. Royal Rumble 21 cards. Um, I do like the look of the WrestleMania 38 cards. Yeah. Um, wow. Can we just pause for a moment? The fact that we are on WrestleMania 38. It's crazy. You know, like, 
those of us who've been around since single digits. (laughs) It really doesn't seem like that long ago. I know it's, it's, you know, a long time ago, but damn, it really doesn't seem like that long ago. And, and like, we talk about the, and granted, it's like football, you know, it's like the Super Bowl. There's people that go to WrestleMania just so they say they went to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You know, the 84,799 or whatever. Um, I was telling my son last night, I was like, they couldn't find one more. Like Saturday night, what was it? 499 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like somebody couldn't have brought their cousin. You know, to get that even 500. Um, but, uh, I mean, that place had, that place was packed. I mean, well, there were, there were people on every level. I mean, they definitely had a lot of people there. Um, M- Meltzer and, and other outlets were reporting that it was not a sellout crowd. That, oh, no, it was it's probably not. more like in the 60s. That place sits well, hundred more than a hundred thousand people. WrestleTech the football said they only locked in about sixty. Mm-hmm. Like you could have gone up that day and still purchased tickets. Man, I guess the closest we'll ever have a mania near us is probably going to be when they go back to New York. Yeah, but I mean. They they want the stadiums and they want the big thing and you got to think it's got to be a tourist area, mm-hmm. you know. That's why they keep going to California and Florida and that area is because it, they're you're drawing the people for the experience. You come to D.C., what you got? You know, you could have the show at Redskin Stadium. Or how many Park. people? How many people does uh, FedEx Field hold? Hundred thousand. You know, so but where would access be in DC at the place AEW had their thing? You know, where do you have Raw? Or you got the main? You do the Hall of Fame at the place where AEW was, mm-hmm. and then Raw and SmackDown are at the Verizon Center. But then it's like, what else is drawing people to D.C.? Woo! You know? Crime. Crime rate's high in D.C. You know? They can go see the museums. Oh, you can't go to the Space Museum right now. It's closed. For, I think, two years, I think they said. Jeez, why is that? Renovating. For two years? Yeah. Hey, this area is about to go nuts because they're closing Chick-fil-A for three months. Oh, no. Yeah. Chick-fil-A going to close it down for three months. This town's going to go berserk. They're going to be like crackheads trying to get a fix. People will be walking around in front of, in front of you sure you ain't open? <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't got nothing back there? <laughs> Got any more of them nuggets? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to go up to Popeye's and McDonald's. Can you hand me a chicken sandwich and just say my pleasure? 
PWG announced uh, Best of LA 2022. Or excuse me, Battle of LA. Uh, let's see here. It's going to be <laughs> May 1st at the Globe Theater in Los Angeles. Got Daniel Garcia versus Bandito for the PWG World Title. Speedball Mike Bailey and Biff Busick, formerly known as Orny Vulcan. Uh, Blake Christian versus Black Taurus. Top Flight taking on Aussie Open. Kevin Blackwood versus John Jonathan Gresham. Aramis versus Wheeler Yuta, who had, by the way, Wheeler Yuta had a great match at Ring of Honor's uh, Supercard of Honor. Jack Cartwheel versus J.D. Drake. That's coming up on May 1st. New Japan Pro Wrestling is headed to D.C. in May, guys. I don't want to hear it. I've been after y'all for days, weeks. Nobody wants to tell me if y'all want to go or not. I don't want to hear about New Japan in D.C. I told you, man. I got. I know ride. you got an excuse. The all other depends, one does. All depends on what's happening on the home front. In all sincerity, I mean, it really depends on how uh, how other things go. Mm, sounds like there's Tom Foolery afoot, Brian. I know it does. <laughs> Tom Foolery. It does. <laughs> Let's see here. Sound, it sounds like there's a there's a ulterior motives here. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, you, so what will happen is I won't buy the tickets, and then we're going to find out he did buy the tickets. That's what's going to happen. But he's going to blame that, oh, wait a minute. Kiana brought the tickets for me. I didn't know yeah. she was buying the tickets, so yeah. I didn't know I was going. Yeah. But she happened to And again, to buy we'll me. be sitting at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know he's quiet because he knows that's the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, Actually, they, or, yeah. or, or they've already been like, uh, or did they go on sale today or tomorrow? They are. I think today. Yeah, they went on sale today. I have the site put yeah. up here. Uh, okay, major names that are going to be in D.C. Okada, Tanahashi, Minoru Suzuki, Tomohiro Ishii. Mox. Mox, Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay. I mean, it's a damn all-star event right there. Yeah, so what you're telling me is y'all have already bought tickets, and you're just not telling us you bought mm-hmm. tickets. No, sir. No, I have not. As a matter of fact, um, it's really more about uh, a certain someone going through medical treatment than anything else. But, uh, yeah. So, no, it doesn't have anything to do with what Keanu wants to do. Oh, is this when your operation is? Yeah, that's that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, we weren't supposed to cry. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how everything goes. If if everything goes the way that it could, um, might be able to go. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but by then the tickets will be sold out, and you'll still have shafted me and Rob. Oof, shafted. Well, no one's stopping shafted. you from going there, buddy. You you always can go. That's not the point. We we can't hold it the against you if you go, right? Going as a group. That I understand. Yes, sir. Message received, sir. 
I'm trying to find the schedule for that event that I have to go to to see if what's going on. Because, in all honesty, I didn't know we were staying up there until somebody sent me the email going, "Hey, man, we're roomies." Like what? <laughs> for what? <laughs> But the good news is I'd be right across town. Well, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. This one character is just making Edge look older. Yeah, he d- he does look noticeably older with this new, new role Pretty he's cool in. graphics, though. Triple H opened up night two of WrestleMania, or day two, um, leaving his boots in the ring. Officially, Triple H is retired from active competition. Um, why not close it out with a reflection on, on the career of Triple H? I mean, I will say the fact that I feel Triple H is one of those multifaceted stars who he... He changed to fit the times. Mm-hmm. And in no way am I saying he's like The Undertaker. But right. The Undertaker was able to take the gimmick, the name, and change it to fit the era, you know? And Triple H took... Because once he became Triple H and left the whole Hunter Hearst Helmsley, you know... He never went back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, we all both, we all were saying, oh, here goes, you know, Triple H has got to give himself his WrestleMania moment. What's he going to do this week, this year? You know, what, what's, how's he going to get him, tie himself into it? But the difference between him tying himself into WrestleMania every year and Shane McMahon is actually Triple H could deliver. You know, <laughs> a decent match, and all, and up until his last match, it was he was having quality matches. Um, you never want to see someone leave the career, even though they're obviously at the other end of their career. You never want to see them leave it when it's not the way they want to leave it, mm-hmm. or how. Um, doesn't matter what career, you never want to see somebody have to go out the way they don't want to. Um, but the impact he's had on so many stars because of what he's done with NXT. Um, and, yeah, his legacy will be felt for years to go. The only thing we can all hope is at some point Vince gets declared insane and he gets to actually run the company before Mickey's running it. You put it pretty well there. Uh, Triple H started off as terrorizing in WCW and in the independence, made his way to World Wrestling Federation, took on the aristocrat role, broke away from that when he went into DX and became a, a pretty big star on the on the precipice of a big, big part of professional wrestling, one of the, the golden ages that we talk about so often during the Attitude Era. Um, he comes into a role where he's got a relationship with Stephanie McMahon. And he starts getting him some negative attention. He gets, gets a chance to 
to start learning how to how the inner workings of the industry goes. He starts taking advantage and, and booking a little bit. Uh, you know, there's a period of time where the fans were noticeably like, God, God, this guy again. Not because he wasn't putting on good matches, but more because he was taking 30 minutes at the open of Raw with just him talking. And they even got to so much of a point where they made jokes about it <laughs> during the shows because of how, how many uh, fans responded. But he bounces out of that. He has just banner performances against, gosh, you name it. Um, and then he, unfortunately, as he gets down towards the end of his career, you, you start seeing the, the authority, which I thought was kind of a tired, played out kind of role. But again, still gets opportunities and, and having good matches. He's responsible for NXT having the notoriety, not to mention the talents that he brought in, but he's a big part of what made NXT a big, big name. Uh, they, of course, rebranded it now into the 2.0, which is literally tearing down everything he t- put together, but whatever. Um, That'll give you a heart attack. He says in an interview with Stephen A. Smith that you know, a heart condition kind of rears its ugly head. He thought he had COVID. Uh, but it, as it turned out, it was actually uh, much more serious than that. And you know, we're fortunate that he didn't uh, pass away from it. But here we are. And, and looking at his overall career, I think uh, I think next year's WrestleMania, he's the, uh, he's the top-level name for Hall of Fame. And I think that, uh, you know... Maybe we do see him continue to work backstage in a in a capacity at least past that point, but maybe not. Maybe he finally just leaves. I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to say. I, I am glad that he was able to retire in a way where he was at least able to say goodbye in a way that made sense for him. But I feel bad for him because I, I bet he fails at least up until he's had a, his heart issue. Uh, like he still had a lot of gas left with, left in the tank. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that probably helped it, you know, aided it was the fact that he did keep flying from Connecticut to Florida mm-hmm. and back and forth, back and forth, you know. I mean, you know, you'd almost say for the last five, six years, he's probably spent more time going between New York and L.A. than anyone else. <laughs> and then... I would have to also say, argue that he is one of the main people behind the global expansion of WWE at the time. But the next, you know, with WWE, WWE two, uh, UK, that was then made into NXT UK. Um, the poor attempt at, no, you can't give him that. That's not his fault. <laughs> the India title or whatever that thing is. Well, I mean, he he the the cruiserweight classic, the May Young classic, the Dusty Rhodes Invitational. Yeah, I mean, these are these are things that he put together and it was responsible. Not to mention responsible for kind of bridging the gap between uh, Vince McMahon and Bruno Sammartino, Vince McMahon and the Ultimate Warrior. Um, you know, just bringing back people to the fold just to give them their Hall of Fame moment, which. I think a lot of people would say that that's gonna that might surpass some of the stuff that he did in the ring. Mm-hmm. And him 
being the forefront to get the women's division. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, their talent in the ring was amazing. You know, their talent in the ring was speaking, was making waves. But if it wasn't for someone like Triple H in the back, constantly telling Vince, and then get and him and Stephanie constantly telling Vince, you need to give it a shot. You need to give it a shot. They would have never gotten the shot. Mm-hmm. You know? Hopefully... As we continue to to go forward here, you know, they celebrate him in the right way, and and maybe maybe we get an opportunity to see him take the reins, like you said, you know, before it goes too far. But maybe it's gone too far. Who knows? I mean, I kind of I kind of think that maybe it has gone too far. That Nick Khan is already at the helm, and Vince is just like a, uh, I guess, a scapegoat. He's just a puppet, and, uh, you know, Nick Khan's pulling the strings. I personally think Triple A, uh, Vince's ego would never let somebody pull the strings to a point, but he's also 175, and, <laughs> um, but I do personally think that Vince would run it into the ground before he gives control to anybody else. Could be. Like, he he would run it into the ground and it'd be sold for pennies on a dollar than to admit that he was out of touch and let Triple H take over just because of what Triple H could do with it. Mm-hmm. And then Vince would be sitting back going, oh, wow. Okay. As soon as he had the opportunity, he tore down literally everything that Triple H built in NXT. Exactly. Which still boggles the mind. And which, again, would cause you to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's if everything I built got tore apart, yeah, I would I would say that. Blood, sweat, and tears, time away from your family to build this empire for your father-in-law and this company to make money, and then all of a sudden, nope. Yep. Brian, any thoughts on the career of Triple H? Favorite memories? Anything like that? No, no, I'm just listening to y'all. I'm enjoying just listening to y'all right now. Okay. Because if you take, like, if you look at AEW, Mm -hmm. and you take out the elite, right, and a few talents, the backstage crew, a good number of the backstage crew, you know, is that not a lot of what Triple H had put in place? Oh yeah, and those those talents you know? that were so that were thriving under Triple H, they kind of saw the writing on the wall. Said, yeah, okay, we're uh, we're going to go where we can thrive thrive more, thrive more. That's a thing, right? Continue to thrive. Maybe that's the right wording. <laughs> Trying to think of uh, what we have coming up this Wednesday, since you mentioned uh, AEW. We've got FTR and the Young Bucks 2. Two. Should should be a good one. Um, I'm curious as to the condition of FTR heading into this matchup. Um, 
And maybe that's uh, what tells the story. Maybe this one is kind of a schmoz, and uh, we get young bucks. Schmozzle. <laughs> we get uh, the Bucks and uh, FTR against uh, against one another at on pay per view, part three, so to speak. Should be interesting to see what happens. Um, oh, by the way, as AJ Styles is uh, mixing it up with Edge right now, AJ Styles had a nasty cut on his face coming to the ring uh, before his matchup with Edge. Turns out he uh, he actually hit his face on the entranceway coming out to the ring. So literally Whoa. as he's coming out when his music hits, there's a video from uh, from fans. If you go to WrestlingHeadlines.com, you can find the clip. He <laughs> he doesn't smack right into it. He just wings it just enough. But you can see that as soon as he gets there, he grabs his face like, ah, shit. You know, and he pulls his glove down. He sees blood, and he just keeps walking. Damn Goldberg. He looked pissed as hell. I yeah, he did. Like, he did. He did. He looked furious. Well, and a lot of people were saying it was the pyro, but I'm like, hell no! If that's the pyro, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> In his face, Yeesh. I don't ever want to see something like that. Yeah, you do. Brian, is there is there any other matchups coming up on Dynamite that have been announced? I don't think there is, but mm, yes, um, Cage, uh, Christian Cage versus oh Adam Cole, uh, yeah, Adam Cole, uh, FTR, the Young Bucks, um, oh Lord, have mercy, I think. Well, then you got the start of the males Owen Hart tournament. Uh, another first round of the female Owen Hart tournament. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, this this little signing that just you know well, I don't know how we managed to go this entire time without mentioning it. This signing that was announced on Saturday as the Ring of Honor's pay per view Supercard of Honor came to a close. Samoa Joe. Set to make his AEW debut this Wednesday. Now, to my knowledge, it's just supposed to be an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be talking. Something tells me he's going to be more ROH Mm -hmm. than AEW, at least to start. Right. Um, But I think this is just to get his name out there a little bit. I will say I am upset that uh, he didn't get his music. Um, I don't. Who is is uh, Jim Johnston the guy that did his music in WWE? I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember what his music was like in Impact. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I will actually look that up probably later this evening. Yeah, Toby needs to you know maybe throw some money towards that song. That was a good song. Let him get old Mikey Ruckus in the booth. He'll put yeah. something together. I mean, you know. I don't know, man. I mean, that just fit, though. He's got you the... You just change. Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah, Keith yeah. Lee, his music, Danielson's music, Adam Cole, of course. I mean, give him credit where it's due. Ruckus knows what he's doing. Yeah, there's somebody I don't know. I don't know, man. That. 
if there's one song that fits the person, it's Joe's theme song. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I would. I'm curious to see what happens with that. I want to see Joe. Honestly, I want to see him against Omega. That's what I want. I think you'll get it maybe somewhere down the line. But again, something tells me he's right now. He's going to be one of the cornerstones of ROH. Mm-hmm. For, you know, to to get the brand up higher, and then because uh, I, you know. Yes, will it be a developmental uh, system? Yes, but I really think they're going to put some big-time names down there, too. Well, I think that, that Khan has a big enough arsenal now that he can split it where both of them are top-tier companies. Yeah, I mean, just look at uh, what Brian Cage is in there. Mm-hmm. Again, I think Samoa Joe, because he's already said that uh, – he wants the ROH world title. Um, <laughs> uh, Dalton Castle. Wheeler Yuta is uh, he's, yeah. he's a star in his matchup. I'm telling you, for that pure title, if you get a chance to watch it, check it out. Um, there's there's ways you can track it down. I've already found it in multiple platforms, so you'll see it. Um, a lot of different things that are going on right now. Wrestling is thriving. And, uh, you know, hey, Brian may not be happy that the Cody versus in WWE, but I'll say you're not either. You're I'm not happy. Either. Give it, I'm happy. Give but it give it a few it, weeks. I was just about to say that. And it, you're going to your soapbox will be bigger than mine. It could be, man. Six weeks. I said six weeks. They've got six weeks to make right with this. And if it doesn't work in six weeks, oof, that's a big, big miss. Because if you miss with him. If you don't do right with him, and do right doesn't necessarily mean immediately slap the title on him, but you got to do something quick and keep him in main event. If you don't, then every talent you bring in there after now is going to be like, yeah, no, I'm going to stay with wait. that. Wait, 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 wait. I'm glad you said that. Now who's bobblehead? So you mean to tell me the last three years – that they have just literally been dumping talent right on their butts or misusing talent. I'm not saying AEW doesn't misuse talent, but I'm just talking like straight misuse of talent is going to draw big names in the door. No, even what, no matter what they do with Cody. No, no, I'm saying the opposite. What I'm telling you is they've got a limited time frame where if they want to try to lure talent from AEW away, they're going to have to make right with Cody. No, no, forget Cody. You have 100, 200 people that you have done wrong by. They could put the title on him next Monday, and it's not going to change perception. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think that there's a lot of work that has to be done, but it certainly helps the cause if you're on that end. Um, by making right with him. And maybe you're right. Maybe it's not as really that big of a deal about him necessarily about maybe changing kind of the culture, which is a much larger, larger change. So hey, Stan, I, I don't necessarily disagree. It's a, it's a tough one. Hey, Stan, that's that's like if Geico calls you, wants you to go back to work for him. Eh, no. Screw that, Geico. See? You know what I'm saying? Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you go back to Geico, you're going to be a sellout punk. Oh, okay. I see. I'd be a sellout bitch. I see how you is. Okay. Okay. 
Folks, that's going to do it for us here at uh, Corner Corner. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. Please share it with your friends. Head to C2CRadioShow.com. Always have the ability to go and drop a, drop a message to your boys. Tell us what you think. I mean, was Mania up to your standards? How excited are you for Cody? Or maybe, maybe you're just wanting to burn your cards and tell us about it. Let us know. Catch up with Rob I'm just, on... I'm just special with Cody, too. <laughs> I don't care one way or the other. Catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner C2C. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C2C. Tell him all about how much of a sellout bitch Cody is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You'll it get some angry, angry fans. You better be careful. <laughs> it just makes great TV. Catch up with me at Stan Grubb everywhere. And then, of course, the show at C2C Radio Show. C2C Radio Show.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> Have a great I'm night, kidding, everybody. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 